Just hang in there with me this morning, all right? Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, Pastor sweats every Sunday. <laughs> so we okay to sweat one Sunday. That's right. Right? Y'all just don't know. There's Sundays I go home and take my shirt off. It's sticking to me. <laughs> all right, well, if you've got your Bibles, let's, uh, let's go to the book of Revelation. And while we go there, I'll, what I want to do this morning, because a lot of the times in in churches or well not even in churches but individuals by ourselves when we're when we're talking with one another or we're talking to one another we when we discuss revelation the unfortunate side pulls out a fear in us in revelation and it, it's a fear that we probably shouldn't accommodate but it's a fear that we that we that we take on just for the simple fact of I mean the seven horns the seven heads the seven eyes I mean we see stuff like that man it's been gone crazy up in here something's just happened and I don't want to be meeting up with that deal and and it took me several years to realize that revelations man it was meant for the body of Christ it it is nothing but the revealing of Jesus Christ this whole book deals with John. And it's Jesus revealing himself to John as he is. If there's anything in this book that you should fear, it should be that moment. Because that's a reverential fear that comes into John. And we'll, we'll look at that as we go through it. But I'm just going to backdrop um, chapter 1 just to, just to talk about it a little bit. And then we'll start moving into the churches. Um, but this whole series, we're going to do seven Sundays. So if I bore you today, don't come back for number six. And because uh, I don't want to hear you complaining. But we're going to talk about the church. And the church needs to hear this right now. Amen. Um, there are several ways that we can read these letters. And I mean, dispensationalists, they, they've got different views on this and how we can break this thing down. But. I mean, not only was this a was this a letter written for that church at that point in time, which you need to understand that all seven of these churches were not. It wasn't something that maybe somebody was going to open. These churches were in effect. These churches were actually in use. These were live and living and willing churches to spread the gospel. They were there. They were tangible. Okay, these were. Some these weren't symbolic, if you will. These existed. Now we look at them symbolically because these letters were meant for then, for now, and for what's to come. Don't get scared. It just, listen, if a power goes out, guess what? <laughs> Y'all might think it's a rapture. Y'all just rejoice, man, when the Bible don't be going, oh my goodness, because that means to me you ain't ready. <laughs> Power went out, man. You ought to be, never mind. <laughs> First off, Revelation is given on the Isle of Patmos. It's from Jesus to Paul. It's the only prophetic book in the New Testament. And it's the least read Mm -hmm. 
by church. <laughs> I mean, church folk won't even read it because they're scared. It's the least read book in the Bible. Man, they, we should be salivating over this book because this is a this is an exposure, a revelation of Jesus Christ, the one that died for us. Amen. This book should draw us to it. What happened? What happened to us? We run from the book because of fear. This this book contains over 300 symbolisms. Now, I'm not going to get into all of that stuff when we go through um, these three churches or these seven churches. There's three different ways that we can look at this thing. So I'm, I'm basically, I want to bring this down to a practical standpoint to where the churches are now. Because every church will meet at least one right. of these churches. Yep. Now we have to figure out which, one we are. which <laughs> church we are. That's right. Because whatever was written beforehand was written for our learning. Right. So I want you to become educated so we can fix our problems. Amen. Yes. That's good. There goes the pastor. He wants us to have responsibility. He wants to hold us accountable. <laughs> this is just the revelation of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And some of the biggest fears that we have is, is due to the lack of understanding in this book. And I, I do not claim to be a theologian. I do not I, I don't claim to be any of those guys. Man, they they have years on me. And they'll pick stuff out of this thing that I'll never think about. Yeah. That's why I use some of their writings. Um, so here we've got, you know, we, we, we look back into, into chapter 1. And what I really picked out of chapter 1 was Jesus repeated himself three times on one topic in the first chapter. I don't know if it was. He said, I am the way. And he said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He said it three times in the first chapter. Letting John know. Don't, don't let this slip by you, John. See, this, this part right here, this was nothing that just baffled me. In Daniel, if you'll remember, what he revealed to Daniel, he told Daniel to do what? Shut the book. Remember? He told Daniel all this, and then he says, shut the book. Everything he told John, we opened the book. He said, send it to the churches. Let them read it. Let them see it. So here's John, the beloved, the one that was, he was so close to Jesus that he was the only one of the disciples by the cross. He was close enough to hear, this is your mother, this is your son. You all remember when he was dying on, and it was, actually it's only recorded in John. See, John was kind of arrogant I think he let everybody know I'm the beloved <laughs> so here, here's John John is John's first he, he, he's talking about he's taken into the heavens he's taken 
into the third heavens. And we all look at the third heavens as being the literal. The literal heaven. This is where God reigns. This is where God rules. He's seated on his throne. And here's John taken up. Can you imagine being taken up for a moment? And as you're walking, there's a loud voice that comes behind your head. And it's not that he was screaming at him and telling him he was trespassing. It was just to get his attention to let him know, I'm the one you're looking for, John. Here I am. He said it sounded like trumpets. It's a loud voice. And the Bible said that he turned around and he saw Jesus. And immediately he fell on his face in fear. Not scared of him. There was something happened, something changed to cause John to alter his posture. And it was a reverence, mm -hmm. a, a recognition yep. of what he saw then. Now, he walked with Jesus. He knew, he knew who Jesus was. Okay, let me see. I like to get real practical. Husbands, wives, mm -hmm. wife, you go to work. Mm -hmm. You seen your husband mm -hmm. on the way out the door? You give him a kiss on the ball head. <laughs> Right? Everyone. No. On your way to work, you go. You turn that day and you come back home. There's a man at the front door. What? <laughs> There's a man. And that man is your husband. You know your husband better than anybody. You should. Amen. But there is something about your husband that moment. That caused you to react differently than any other day. Maybe. Oh, we could probably preach this. We could talk about this. This could be the sermon that day when God revealed love for the first time. See, you, you've seen your husband today like you've never seen him before. And you were like, huh? Like my wife went, never mind. I, there's some things I got to keep G-rated. Coming home from work, long hair, stinking, beard, just nasty. And wife running out the front door like she crazy, like don't nobody else live around her. And you're going to like this, like a spider monkey. And you're trying to kick her off. Quick! And you're going, I stink, and I don't care. But they, they just... You see a love that you never saw before. Yeah. Something ignited. Yeah. That's what happened with Paul. Paul loved, Paul loved Jesus. The Jesus that come from Isaiah 53. He, he loved Jesus because Jesus then was what? He, he, he was the shepherd. He was the lamb. Everybody knew him as that. But today, John, it's different. Amen. I'm not the suffering servant that walked 
the cobblestone streets with you. Amen. If you'll recognize, John, if you'll, if you'll open your eyes, we might not even get to the first letter, but if you'll open your eyes, John, if you will recognize the environment, if you will recognize and see your condition at this moment, you'll see Amen. that my train fills the tent. You, you'll see that, that the, what you want that's not cobblestone. You'll see now that I am who I said I was. I am the King of Kings. I am the Lord. I am the one that breathed life. I am John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I am John 1 14. And I came and I took on a fleshly body and I dwelt among and I revealed my glory. That's John. This is who you see. It's different. It's not the same. See that it's it's not. This is where we lose it in our Christianity. See, we man, we need this revelation of Jesus Christ so much. We need it in our church today. We need it in our homes today. We need it in our lives. We need it, Lord knows. We need it in our world today. We need a revelation of Jesus Christ. Of the Jesus. That's We need that revelation because that revelation instantaneously changed the way John done business. wonder what happened to the arrogance then. I bet he didn't reach out and say, Hey Moses, I'm the beloved. The Bible says that he fell as dead. Because he recognized the one whom he loved. But he's seen him in a different way. His life would never be the same from that moment. See, it's, listen, are y'all hearing salvation in this message? It was going to be hot today. (laughs) (laughs) We need this revelation. See, we somehow, someway, in the midst of our generations, in the midst of our of our taking one application and sending it to another generation, the same application of how we worshiped and who we worshiped and what we've done and how we presented ourselves. And now we've gone from heaven. It's not just our salvation. He is our Savior. He is not just our provider. He is our provision. But we don't treat him like that anymore. We treat him as a spiritual being. He is he's become our Santa Claus. He is no longer King of Kings. He is our Santa. I don't want a mic. You can get whatever you got. I'm done. I don't care. You've got to get to a point that you recognize Jesus for who he is and stop manipulating the gospel. Amen. And telling people what he can bring. That's right. Instead of telling 
What's happened? That's right. Well, it's no wonder that Jesus, the first thing that Jesus wants to talk about is the church. That's right. Come on. He didn't say, John, there's sinners in the world. Go and preach the gospel, John. He said, John, get your pen and get your paper. That's right. Come and have a seat. That's right. What are they calling people? Scribes, stenographers. They, I don't think they might not have one. Of them. <laughs> but I don't know. They could. I mean, we, we, we don't know what they got. Who do you think is going to talk the text? John, have a seat. <laughs> and I want you to listen. I want you to listen. See, oh, he told this to every church. Maybe I'm just going to introduce the letter to the seven churches today. Maybe we're just going to introduce because I might not be able to get in there. And right now I'm feeling this. <laughs> the first thing that he done to the church, he would acknowledge what they done. He would reprimand them for what they didn't do. And then he would say, let those who have an ear hear. John, come here. I want you to listen. Hear what I've got to say. And write it down. Got an important job for you, John. You didn't just come visit today. We're not going to have just a cup of tea. I come to reveal myself to you, John. <laughs> and there's some things that are lacking. In and throughout. Church. Multiple members, all one. A lot of people, a lot of churches, one body. Could Jesus may have said, John, I'm a little sick. Today. I'm a little sick today. We don't think that we affect God in this manner. We don't think that what we do wrong doesn't hurt God. God understands. We don't serve a high priest that we can't touch, and He doesn't fill us. Through our needs. He, he knows. And when the church acts a muck, just crazy, do things the way they want to do them. Oh, now don't get me wrong. You ain't making God wring out his hands. He ain't that concerned with you. You ain't made him nervous. He knows exactly how to take care. He he knew how to take care of the Israelites when they ticked him off. He said, open the earth, swallow them. Done. <laughs> you don't, you don't, oh, but pastor, we don't live in the Old Testament. We live in the New Testament. And the New Testament is grace and love. 
Can I tell you that the same God that started Genesis 1 is the same God that finishes Revelations 24? It's not that He wants to. The He's not out looking for whom He can devour. That's the enemy. He's out looking for the Word that He may perform. For a minute, I'm going to get you excited about Jesus. Let's forget about Revelation. I don't care about the text right now. We're talking about Jesus. And John, the beloved, is standing kneeling on his face. I don't know how he wrote it. I wonder if he wrote it on the <laughs> I don't know how he wrote it. But he wrote a letter. And Jesus said, we're going to start. I love it that he started the first letter with the church of Ephesus and his whole concern was the first love. Love that part. How do you work this stuff like this, man? That's what he approached. And the church, until we can get ourselves to a place that we recognize Christ for not what he brings, but who he is. He said, you go face tribulations in this world. But don't don't fret, quit getting twisted. I'll overcome the world because I'm Jesus. So you don't have to worry about it. See, now that you're adopted into the blood and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, I'm giving you a bunch of scripture. <laughs> but now that you're adopted into the blood and I have sealed you with the Spirit, you're mine. What's mine is yours. Amen. Did you just hear me? <laughs> Let there be cool air. <laughs> Amen. 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 It's working. Yes. It's working. Yes. Jesus said, Rocky, they can't handle the heat. I got to cool it off a little bit. I just heard him tell me that. He said, they're going to start leaving. And I want them to get the message. I want them to know that I am. Amen. Fill in the blank, baby. Huh? What you need this morning? Why did you come to church this morning? What did you need this morning? You're looking for something this morning, right? Please don't tell me this was part of your religious fanatical. Please tell me that you came to church to do something, to give to somebody, to look for something. You need something. You, we're all in need of something. Yes, we are. Amen. We are. And you know what? What we're more in need of than anything else is the love of God in our life. Because see, if the Bible says that you can't you can't hate your brother and say that you love me because I'm not in you. And man, we will spit them word, we throw it out there like it's an entree. Can't stand. I wonder if God said that about you this morning when he got up. He got on shore and took a straight. Let me give me a cup of coffee. And he looked at him. Man, I can't stand that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Put the first words in your mouth because you was hurt. 
yesterday or last week or last year, the bitterness that you still carry, that you've got bound up inside, that you're still in bondage to. And that person's face went, whoo, and you went, mm. Some people went, mm, and didn't even come to church this morning. I'm making you real uncomfortable this morning. I wish the AC just go right back off. Because I want you to focus on the word. See, if I can get you to focus on the word, you'll forget about the heat. And the word that's being sown is something that can bring life. Because he said, I'm the bread of life. Oh, you thirsty? Don't worry about it. Drink from this well. You'll never thirst again. We have forgotten what it was to be in the presence of our Lord. It's funny to me how we can categorize certain seasons of the year where we reverence the Lord more. Oh, you see, y'all missed it. It ain't Christmas because I can go to your house. Uh oh. I can go to your house, and it's all about your Christmas tree, your lights, and your presents. Let me take them from you. But I got children, Pastor. Let me take them from you. What's your children going to lean to? Uh oh. Maybe some still believe in Santa. I'm going to hurt your feelings. Because see, in, in the church of Ephesus, one of the things that God loved about that church, he said, you call a liar a liar. Quit lying to your kids. Let them live out their fantasy. You better stop. You better stop. You better stop. You better stop. Boy, if we would fear their soul as much as we fear their feeling. It's all about what I can give and what I can get. The Bible says it's better to to give than to receive. Oh, Easter's awesome. Y'all know that y'all know we categorize the people as priesters. People in the ministry, we call them priesters because they come on Christmas and they come on Easter. That's it. You don't see them the rest of the year. They're priesters, like creepers. They come. They come to see what they can get. Oh, the anonymous culture. It's all about me, baby. Why is it when we leave? See, I ain't left. We still own Jesus. Why is it that when we leave, we can either say we had church or we didn't have church today? Come on. And when in fact, if you came, you should have given somebody church. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And right. you can still say we had church. That's right. It's all about you. Hey, Susie. 
Wake up. This Bible ain't written about you. This Bible was written about Jesus. From the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. Y'all get the picture. But we don't want to preach about it. We don't want to talk about it because I can't be I can't be captivating enough in my expository. <laughs> don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> and I didn't say suppository. <laughs> Y'all think it's funny for an uneducated country boy to get up here and try to use a big word. Y'all think it's funny. Let me get you up here. The other thing that is needs to be known, y'all, y'all, y'all with me? Y'all tracking with me? Listen, if you leave out of here today and the only thing that you can remember is Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I've done my job. Amen. God chose the churches. <laughs> I know how bad you want to talk about them. I know what you would have put in the letter. Come on. But God said, here's the churches we write into. He chose the churches. You'll figure this out. He's not rabbi. He's Lord. You know, he doesn't have to teach you to be obedient. He says be obedient. And you should. We got one person listening. If he says, why are we so quick to say, but God? Not in that fashion that y'all do it every once in a while when when you actually went to work and you got a check and you said, man, my rent was due, but God got my check in because you went to work, fool. (laughs) I ain't talking about that but God. I'm talking about the but God that tries to exclude you from being obedient and adhering to the words. The Bible says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's what it, that's what the Bible said. See, you don't like it. Makes you become accountable. He gives out commendations and criticisms, instructions. And a promise. I love it. To every church. No respecter of person. That's in the Bible too. He was writing to the active churches in the day. I put the word active in there for a reason. Because they was doing the works of the king. They were doing what their angel. Yeah, I just I just made y'all mad right there. You ain't no angel. Yes, I am. Read, read this. Read this. 
He wrote the letter to the angels mm -hmm. of the church. Mm -hmm. See, y'all like me. I love y'all. Y'all like me. <laughs> you can't see that. This is what's happened to the church. Now hear me, I ain't going to try to throw myself on a horse because I don't really care what you call me. At the end of the day, you're going to call him Lord. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he... I don't care what you call me. I'm just trying to help you. If Jesus saw fit See, you can't even reverence the ones appointed over you. How do you suppose you can reverence the ones over them? Amen. Holy Spirit, you ain't liking me. I heard somebody just cuss me. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Amen. See, it's it's not it's not the fact that I don't care what you call me. It it has nothing to do with that. Because I really don't care. I have to be corrected by people that are correcting people. I can throw it out because I ain't recording it. Well, yeah, I am. Todd got on me last Sunday. He got on me last Sunday because a child came up and said, Hey, Rocky. And I said, Yeah, buddy. I said, Yeah, buddy. Why? Because I don't care. Are you with me? See, that, that's what keeps me humble. I don't need. Come on. You'll know me, Come on. Right? I don't need all that. That's right. That's good. Does me no good. If anything, calling me something higher than what I feel that I achieve hmm. may cause me. Huh? Step it up. Well, it might not cause me to step it up. It might cause me to walk proud and bold. I don't want to be proud. Not proud of the one I represent. I, but hear my heart, okay? Let's 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 walk through. Can we can we play Wednesday for a couple of minutes? Let's walk through this for a minute. I ain't nowhere on the notes now. I'm wrecking, but it's okay. <laughs> What you call me should do me no good. What you call me should profit you That's right. a lot more. That's right. Because you're showing the reverence. That's right. You're showing the honor. The Bible says, recognize the prophet in the name of a prophet. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you with me? Now, now listen, you don't, I don't have banners in my office. I don't have nothing that says prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I have none of those in the office. I say pastor because I 
in my mind, it, well, never mind. It doesn't matter. But he corrected me and said, Pastor, you need to correct them when they, I said, no. I said, no. Listen, people, listen to me. It is not my job to raise your children. I'm my brother's keeper, but it ain't my responsibility to raise your children. If you aren't teaching your children to be respectful and honorable, they're not going to. I get them one hour a week. Not even that, because the kids, I don't get maybe 10 minutes, because they run flying past me. Hey, Rocky, go! go. It's a wonder Denon ain't this big around. That dude's wide open. But are you with me? Are you, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Because if we, if we can't honor and respect those that are appointed over us, we're disrespecting and dishonoring God. Because all power and authority comes from God. That's right. This is this is hard teaching because people don't want to hear none of this. Now listen, don't you don't you start. You start if you start going overboard on me and groveling and not, I'm gonna shut you down because I don't want it. It's one thing to honor and be respectful. It's another to go jumping overboard. I'm not gonna let you just jump overboard. I'm just not gonna do it. But this is what was going on with John. When John seen Jesus as he is, there was a different recognition. It was Lord. It was God. It's Lord. What I want you to get is to be able to have the blessings. Y'all believe the Bible, right? Okay, and, and this is what this is a disclaimer. I always have put disclaimers in there. The little asterisks, like four or five of them on the bottom. It says note in bold. And it says, uh, let's see how I can phrase this note so it's not offensive. There are things in the Bible that you and I should never differ on. Okay? You want to know what those things are? It hinges on your salvation. Now listen. We all believe that Jesus is the only Son of God, only begotten, because God named two in the Bible. I ain't got time. Adam, he called Adam Son of God. Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. Okay? So we believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. We believe that Jesus is God, part of the triune being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus came and took on a fleshly form. And He dwelt among His people. As the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, born of a virgin lived out his life some 33 and a half years. He was beaten and bruised. He was tied to post and he was hung at the cross. And he died for mine and your sins. Once and for all. He was buried in a tomb. 
where he lay for three days in flesh form. I still don't know that. Because I think he, I think he still got up and just walked on through his stuff. And yeah. I believe that just for the well, never mind. We believe that he rose from the dead. And we believe that he ascended into the Father. Where he sits at the right hand. Making intercession for you and I. And the most gratifying, exhilarating part of the whole thing. He's coming back to get you. That's one thing you and I shouldn't debate. That's right. The Bible is so cut and dry on salvation. I don't know how we've messed it up. Faith. Faith alone. Not your works and faith. Now, there's other doctrine in the Bible. That's why we've got all these church splits. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because everybody wants to believe a different theology yeah. because they experience Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit in a different way at a different season in their life. Mm-hmm. And it was total revelation to them. Yeah. Those things, you let the Holy Spirit lead you, would you? Right. Just let the Holy Spirit. If you feel like the Holy Spirit said you need to wear... Dresses to your ankles <laughs> and blue bonnets. You do that because that's what Jesus told you. Okay? Don't try to come and prove it in the Bible to me. Let me work out Romans just like you work out Romans. We work out our own salvation through fear and trembling. Now, if you want to... There, there's some stuff in here that's black and white, period. You, you need to read it. Right? Don't make it an interpretation that it fits how you feel. Yes, right. You read it, accept it for what it is, and you apply it to your life. And I promise you, you're, you're going to experience you experience God in every season in your life. Every time there's a when you graduate this season, see you trying to you trying to get to this season, you're trying to get to the twelfth grade, and you're skipping sixth grade. If you'll graduate in sixth grade. He'll let you go to 7th and experiencing there. And when you graduate 7th grade, he'll let you graduate. We trying to we trying to walk out with diplomas and we ain't been to the mayor's school. <laughs> and then we get mad when we are being taught. <laughs> we get upset when we are being taught. I ain't talk about me preaching, teaching either. Get the sour look off the face. Ain't got nothing to do with that. Ain't got nothing to do with that. See, we're taught by life. The Holy Spirit just, because the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by. So the Holy Spirit will lead you right on through life. And He's teaching you at every turn. If you'll just listen. Quit being angry and quit being upset. Quit. Right. Come on. Just look at your name and say, you're just nasty. <laughs> just nasty. 
you and your nasty self. You're just nasty. You, you hate people. You talk about people. You just, you just, na you just nasty. See, I'm gonna have to prep you before we get into here. And the AC's on. Y'all good? It ain't but eleven o'clock. I got you till twelve. We preaching now. <laughs> but as we go through these letters, I'm hoping that you're going to find the relevance to today's conditions in the church. Because I, I, I do believe that they're there. I, I believe that they're apparent. I, I don't believe for one second that we can't identify or include ourselves in one of these seven churches. Um, now, we may not be the Ephesus church where we've got it all together except one thing. Maybe we have a little bit of Ephesus and a little bit of somebody else. But we, we could have a problem. But if there was ever a church in these seven letters that I wanted to pastor, it was pastoring Ephesus. That's the church I want to pastor. And uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not going to start that letter. Maybe I think I'll just stop. I, I, I don't want to start that letter. Let, let me start that letter something. Let me start that letter something. I'll give you a little backdrop. Ephesus done everything right, except one thing. And they were reprimanded on it because God said that you have left your first love. Now I'm going to give you something to chew on. Because I've always been taught that my first love was Jesus. Right? And I'm not going to take away from that. But I am going to tell you this. That's not what Jesus is talking about. I got scripture. <laughs> I got scripture. <laughs> if I touch down, y'all going to get me started. He said, "Don't leave me." I need to be careful. Let, let me let me let me read the seven verses of chapter two. The first seven verses. This is to the church of Ephesus. And it, this is Jesus talking, okay? Because they wrote it in red, so we know that's Jesus. It's written in red right here. It says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus, the pastor, the overseer, the bishop. These things says, He who holds the seven stars... In his right hand. He's talking about the angels. The seven stars. They represent the angels. Who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. The golden lampstands represent the churches. I know your works. Your labor. Man, he, he's saying y'all working. You're laboring. You got patience. <laughs> well, I want that church. <laughs> and that you cannot. 
spare those who are evil. You check them at the door. They come up to you with some ugly, nasty spirit. You check them because you can't bear with it. You don't. You're, you're a church that follows the word to a point. Man, you'll back your husband and wife up in the corner and tell them that you just nasty. And you have tested those who who say they are apostles. You tested those who say they are. Not what people say. Don't you know <laughs> your gift will make room for you and people will identify you as to whom you are. If they've been in the Word, they will identify you properly. You can always tell the ones that carry one of the giftings of the fivefold ministry, and you can walk beside somebody and know that they ain't even they ain't even done any kind of homework in that area. And they call them a pastor, and the gift and they carry is a teacher. Never mind. I don't make y'all mad. Who say they are apostles and are not, and you have found them liars. You flat out, you're lying. Man, I want this church. And you have persevered and have patience. Man, he can give them patience twice. These people can put up with some stuff. And have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Another scripture for you. Nevertheless, Come on, Jesus. Right here. I mean, he done puffed them up. He man, the church, the church went upside down when the angel of the house started saying all this that Jesus said about man, they they were high-fiving each other, stepping over the pews, saying, That's the boy right there. And then he says, Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left. Your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen. Remember, therefore, you have left your first love, but remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Where were you? Repent. And do the first works. You've left your first love. Remember from where you were and where you failed. Now I want you to repent and I want you to do the first works. See, you have to remember that Paul, this was a church that Paul wrote his letter to, the epistle, to Ephesians. And I believe it's in chapter 5 that Paul 
basically pats them on the back and he says, man, he said, if y'all have got everything together, you've got this. To, the love for the people is astonishing. You're going above and beyond for the people. The love for the people in Ephesus was beyond human comprehension. They love the people. And somehow, man, you're going to make me preach it right now. Somehow they ended up doing just like we do. Oh, you come in, man, church is clean. Smelling good, standing tall, it's clean. Outside's manicured, popping, looking good. Children's church is handled. Sound team has got it going on. Everything's rolling. We doing business. But we hating each other for it. We so mean towards each other. Man, Jesus was so much on this. Man, I don't want to preach this right now. <laughs> Jesus was so much on this that he said, it's by this they will know That's right. that you're my disciples. That's right. That you love. That's in Ephesians. That you'll love one another. That's right. It's not that they left the first love because they didn't. The first love is not directed here at Jesus because they didn't leave Jesus. They were still doing the works for the kingdom. They were still doing their thing. They was called liars, liars if they didn't stand up to the truth. There ain't no way you will recognize the truth without Jesus. I'm just trying to help you think. A little bit. I'm not asking you to to go through this and and stand on that and say, "Man, that is exactly whatever the Holy Spirit leads you." I'm just telling you what I get when I read it, and as I study it, and as I look at it, I try to dissect it because I want every little word. I want to eat it all. The greens, the ham hot. Huh? Boy, you gotta stop me. Huh? It's got some kind of sugar taste to it, would you? Great. Day in the morning. The Bible even tells us that, even in 1 Corinthians, that. We, we can speak in tongues. We can do all of it. But if we have love, if we have not love, we have nothing. Paul tells them, man, man, you got it. You got this. And, and this was like 43 years prior when he wrote the epistle. It's like 43 years prior to when Jesus is revealing to John. And Jesus said, man, you had it. You had it. But you left your first love. See, we have to speak truth in love. Truth and love is inseparable. 
They have to come together. And John, I can just imagine, John going, wow. Man, I don't want to, JT. <laughs> I'm We're going to preach this next Sunday. Let me finish reading. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Can I give you a little history right here on this? At this time, when he's talking about this, Ephesus, the church of Ephesus, was right on the front line. It was right by the bay. That was It was right by the docks. It was the first thing people saw. It was right there. And all these other countries coming in and out and doing business. And the church... Of Jesus Christ. They had it together, man. They loved everybody. And everybody was looking and going, Wow! There's got to be something going on over there. But not now. Not now. People are looking and going, Who cares? They don't even see the love in you. And you're expecting to change the world. You can't even change yourself. Come on. Can I get five minutes of your time and talk to you about somebody that you don't like? Because we all got it. Might not be on a bulletin board, but I promise you it's in your pocketbook. There's one, or five, or twelve, or a whole church full of people that you don't like. Well, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it at the dinner. Jesus said, Got your spot. It's right here. (laughs) And you go. <laughs> Jesus, can I eat outside the field? Can I move my chair down? See, we we can laugh about it, and 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 you. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna go ahead and help you right now. Don't go to the Lord in prayer unless you're going to go to the person of the field. That's right. That's right. Your prayers are going to hit ceiling. Make prayers. It's coming back to you. Pastor, you can't say, yeah, I can. Pastor, if you got something against your brother, you go fix it, then bring back the offering. That's that's scripture too. Reach about see, don't don't be mad at me when you leave. Come on, right. Just get right. That's right. And don't don't get right just so you can be saved. Get right because you are saved. Amen. Amen. That's right. 
Because just because you go, Linda, if you go home today and you apologize, Charlie, because you heard his feelings this morning, and you apologize, to, it don't make you no more saved after you apologize than what you are right now. Now, I have to, uh, I have to believe that I'm going to walk in some certain blessings if I apologize. As if I didn't. We want to change the world, man. We can't love each other. We soon, we soon throw stones. The Bible says, I love the Bible. Because <laughs> you all worry because they done something wrong and you walk around like this. With a big old plank in your eye and you worry about the little spot in your hands. <laughs> She'll get hers. Uh-huh. Yours might be more detrimental. Yeah. That's good. I tell him this because he don't take offense to it. If I come back there and told y'all, y'all be going. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with this thing. He said, I'll come to you. He said, repent or do the first works. Oh, I was giving y'all some history. <laughs> it was right on the edge. <laughs> and you know, today, it is more than seven miles off of the coast. How far are we off from the world? Well, don't you think that when Jesus said, Peter, you don't know this, but what you just said come from daddy. Mm -hmm. And it's on this, I'll build my church. I'm going to build it on this revelation from daddy, not from you, from daddy. So I'm going to build my church on revelation from daddy. Here's what we do with revelation. We turn our back on it. I mean, it, dude, it's, it, he said, it's it's by this. Just this. This right here, they're going to know that you're my disciple. If you can love one another, you ain't got to worry about trying to draw them in with smoke and mirrors and lights and cameras. And Amen. Amen. Because they're going to look from the outside in and go, how can I be a part of that? Y'all would have to y'all would have to keep them from tackling me because they want to know how to join the church. <laughs> and instead, y'all tackling them to keep them away from them. <laughs> what are we doing? Do we want the candlestick? That represents one church. Do we want that candlestick removed? See, you're supposed to be the salt and the light of this world. Do, do you want your light to be put out? Then start loving each other. Stop being so nasty. Stop. Love one another. Amen. As I, the Lord, have loved you. Amen. 
Jesus. This is the church I want to preach to. But you're going to have to stop. You're getting the most of it together. You've got most of it in line. But this is what God's got against us. You've left your first love. I know that some of it probably ain't still in here. Let me, Jake, Jake, you'll fall. <laughs> the love which Paul commanded in Ephesians, or commanded the Ephesian saints to put into practice, was a love for one another. This was the first assignment. You've left your first love, and it says to turn back, repent, and do the first works. You're not doing these works because you, you. you that you have to, you're doing it because it's a byproduct of the love that you have and have gotten from God. Then you are willing to do your love for others is just like your love for God. There should be an agape love. Even though we are to love God more, even than our fathers, our mothers, our wives, our children, even though we're to love Him more, that we are still supposed to be walking past people extremely love. Man, I should love you so much it makes you sick. Paul commands them to love one another. He says, but speaking the truth in love. That's right. I'm just passionate. I ain't mad at you. I'm just... Will you please understand this? That what I'm trying to get into your hearts is something that will set you free. Amen. And something that will cause you to walk in an unblemished relationship with Christ that you can get back into the fold and just be blessed beyond belief and he and all these other things that He promised that will take place in your life, they'll actually be able to come to fruition. But right now, everything that He's promised you has been blocked off by your nastiness. Yep. And I just don't understand. Because you're nasty. <laughs> But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him. He loved you even when you didn't love yourself. That's right. Thank you, Lord. We're to grow up in all aspects into Him. Stop picking and choosing. Baby, your Christianity is not up to you. That's right. We've lost it. Look, look, first, just tell them beside you, you can't afford to lose it. You can't afford Being fitted, look at this, look at this. Being fitted. I wasn't even going to preach on this one, but I'm, I'm going to do it now. He said, who, who is the head? Even, even Christ, from whom the whole body, the whole body, being fitted, and held together by that which every joint supplies according to the proper working of each according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love being proper properly fitted being properly fit. That means your big fat ugly toe ain't in the middle of your foot. 
is properly fitted, that big old ugly nasty thing, is on the end. Why? It's just where you want it. Your little pinky toe. It's on the end. It ain't in the middle. Do you know how ugly? I mean, so you got the nasty feet. You get nasty. But you're properly fitted. You're, you're, you're properly fitted. And you present. Man, how? Look, don't nobody want to come to no church that is representing a Jesus that is carrying his head on his butt. <laughs> a foot for an ear. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of loosening this up for you, but I'm just telling you the God's truth. What are people seeing out there? They're seeing a church that is jacked up because the church can't even take care of itself. How are we going to represent Jesus Christ right. to anybody when we can't represent right. Jesus Christ to ourselves? That's right. Come on. Paul said, get it together. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. May Paul's commanding his vision, saints, man, love one another. Love one. Okay, they might be wrong. Love one another. They might not have said something that you like. Love one another. They might not be wearing the cologne that you bought on four Christmases ago because it stinks. And just love one another. You went to the house and you seen the same fruitcake on the panel that you get on ten years ago. Love one another. And stop being offended by everything. If offense is the first thing that flares up in your body, I got to question something. That's right. That's right. I've got to question something. If you get offended because somebody said or done or done, what, whatever. If your first reaction is offense, I've got to question something. It's the love of God in you. When Paul praised the church, he was praising the church for its love. It, it, it was the love for one another, man. They, they adored the people in that church. And they got hung up in doing church. Forgot about how to be church. For this reason, I too... Having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you. He said, man, I, I don't... I know the faith that you have in Christ and I know the love that you have for one another. Man, I won't give up on you. Because the love that you have for one another... I always give the Lord thanks for that.
<laughs> I love it. Then he said, while making mention of you in my prayers. <laughs> I just thank the Lord that you love each other. And then every once in a while I'll say, hey, can you just make sure you take it at the end? Thank you for your time. The love which the scriptures warn us about losing in the latter days. This is why I lean towards this first love. Was It wasn't the love for Christ. They had that. They had the love for Christ. They didn't have love for one another. And one thing that the Bible talks about and it warns us about. Is the loss of this very thing in the last days. The disciples asked Jesus about the signs of his coming. And this is this is what Jesus told them. And they will deliver you up to tribulation. And at that time many will fall away. Man, I, I've read that verse. And read that verse me. I never ever got it. I thought he was talking about sinners, just but he's talking about you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. They'll even kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations on account of my name. And at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and they'll mislead you. And because this sin I didn't write this. And it wasn't written yesterday. Listen. And because lawlessness is increased, many, many people's love will grow cold. Did you just hear what Jesus said? If you can't tie one of these seven churches to today, my friend, you got a problem. Okay, I heard that. And if you think that your assignment is to first go into the world, you're mistaken. Your first assignment is to love one another. Love her. How are you going to love anybody out there that hates you? That's right. You can't. You can't. You can't show anybody love out there if you can't show it in you. Amen. That's true. I mean, some people ain't as good looking as me and you. It's hard to love people that don't look like us, man. I mean, you know. I mean, I get. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We, we just hope that they're loved because they got a good personality. Right? What's 
she look like? She got a good personality. <laughs> she nice. This was another reason why I went to the first love, being the love for people. It's because later we're, we're going to find in the, the church of the Laodicean church, you're going to find that Jesus actually addresses this very thing about losing the love for him. Because he says you're neither hot nor cold, but you're lukewarm and I'll spew you from my mouth. He's talking, he's talking about right there directly your love for him. You either love me or you don't. You can't love me halfway. You can't just cut the grass and not weed eat. Look at me when I'm talking to you. You can't just cut the grass and, and not weed eat. See, that's how y'all do. See, don't y'all laugh at him. Because if I come to you and says that you be... <laughs> the problems of each of the seven churches are unique and not attributed to any one of the other six churches. They're unique in their shell. That's why he decided to write seven letters. To seven, one letter seven churches he broke all seven of them out man he he put your stuff on the screen yep. you, are you hearing me church mm -hmm. see I have to believe that God's media room is off the hook can I just okay I'm just going to pull it from out of my head like I see it I can be crazy, just love me. <laughs> I just see Jesus on the day of judgment. Stand to his feet. And we all just line up around the outskirts of heaven and we get to look down. And he's going to calm the waters just like glass. Have you ever been on water that was just like that? I mean, it's just, if you blew it would take ripples out. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the Navy, we were anchored. Me, I walked out, and the ocean was like a sea of glass. Mm -hmm. I didn't get those days off. Mm -hmm. But that was... I think I've got that video, video that I sent Mom when we were chasing down another ship. But it's... I just see us standing up there and we all get to leave. We probably lock an arm so we don't fall. <laughs> That's why God gives us a new body. Yeah. That way we can hold on. See, I ain't got to worry about you being too weak. You can't hold me. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't handle all this. <laughs> Jesus, get him. Hold him back. But we're looking. And he speaks to the sea and says, Peace be still. And the sun gets directed at a certain angle. And there's a reflection on the ocean. And it becomes like a projection screen. 
And then your face appears. And then he starts going down the list. See, now some of you don't even want to go to heaven, do you? <laughs> See, I bet you when I first started, there was some of you said, man, I like being a pastor. You still want to be a pastor now? Because I was the first one to get persecuted by the letter. That's right. He wrote it to the angels. And he's just checking you off, JT. You didn't trim that day. There ain't no halfing. You know, ain't no half-stepping. Right? Do all your work as unto the Lord. Amen. Hey, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You open that door. I just, I Another week is okay. <laughs> he said, I'm going to work out my own salvation. With fear and trembling. It's in Romans. But can you, can you imagine? That's how it must have felt with those churches. Because everybody's business. Lord, Jesus, there's people checking out right now where they're going, no, Jesus, I love you. Can you just leave me on earth? I'll deal with this right here. I don't want to go up there because everybody will know my business. I think it's grace. It's sufficient. But I, this is just how I think about things. I look down and go, man, what if everybody really seen how I am? Mm-hmm. Pastor got imperfection. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. <laughs> she was too quick to agree that somebody that'll love on her after church. <laughs> The complaint is that the Ephesians have left their first love. The word left, which was chosen by the translators of the NASB, is rendering of the word the people's. Its primary meaning was to let go or to leave. So it wasn't that they never had, they, they decided to leave it. They, they let go of it. It was no longer a priority in their church. They neglected. They abandoned. The consequences for failing to correct their neglect of love would be to have the Lord remove their lampstand out of its place. I just don't want this church to be put on the back burner. I don't... I don't want to be that pot of potatoes that was cooked on the front and you set them to the back of the center. I don't want to be lukewarm. Man, if it takes me stepping on your toes and putting blisters down the side of your feet to get you to understand that God loves you in such a manner and He doesn't love you flippantly. He loves you expecting reciprocity. Because the Bible says freely give for freely you receive. 
Why is it so hard? Ask yourself that question. Why is it so hard for me to love somebody? Why is it so hard? Because I feel like Because my feelings, because I felt as though your emotions cannot drive your love. We have to get this together. Not just us, but I am not excluding us. Because I'm responsible for this house. So I'm putting us at the front of the line. Lord Jesus, help us and show us how to love each other. As you have loved us. I want us first. I want us Man, I want us the one, man, that because this look that he allows those sinners to go walking by and he look and he sees something different and they come in they get a part of Jesus they too begin to love and it just gets contagious. That's a virus word. <laughs> a new commandment I give to you, and I'm going to quit because you're going to sleep on me, so I've lost you. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Isn't it amazing how all the good stuff they've done and we forgot about that and we focused on the bad that they did. Because all the good that they've done without the bad that they didn't do is nothing. The Bible said we're just a clanging symbol. All we are is another church organization. Having church. And God wants to take us to be a church. Don't let our light be put to the back like Ephesus. Let's be the light that everybody sees. Not for your benefit or for mine. For his sake. For his kingdom's sake. For his name's sake. See, if we do it for that, man, he's going to bless. He will bless your sight. Don't you know that if you do what's right in the body of Christ, that the blessings that he puts on his house will be blessings that he puts on your head? That's right. That's right. 
And it's just going to keep blowing and blowing. You ain't going to know what to do with them. Still hit me? Still mad at me? Love one another. 